Smile, you smile, you and I See through your laughing eyes Smile, you smile, you and I See through your laughing eyes Hi, I'm Jill, and this is the Skein Enable podcast, enabling your crafting addictions one episode at a time. This is episode 111, and it is September 6th, 2021. I'll put the year in there because you it's been like six months, so who knows when. And I'm not planning on it being every six months, and so hopefully people didn't just, uh, you know, unsubscribe to the feed um, because I'm still I'm still here I'm still recording just uh not on a regular schedule and um I guess I should thank um Razzle Dazzle on Ravelry I think you might be Chrissy for saying hi on the Ravelry form and kind of just encouraging me to well you didn't encourage me but your post saying hi encouraged me to get back here and record and I've been meaning to record because I've been knitting um again and um I have stuff to talk about And it's weird because it's not necessarily the baby schedule that keeps me from doing it. Partially it's because Lucas and I are just home together all the time. (laughs) And so if it's the evening and we're both home, then I feel like we should be doing something together or watching watching TV together or whatever. And it's hard to be like, no, you lock yourself in the office so I can record. But now I just said, Starling's asleep. She's napping right now. It's uh, Oh, it's Labor Day right now. It's Monday afternoon. And I just basically shut him in the office and I'm recording and we'll see if I finish before she wakes up in I don't know 40 minutes we'll find out ah so have you been I actually I do have the notes of my last time let me see when was the last one Ooh, March so yeah it's been a little less than six months (laughs) and in my mind it would be like a month would be ideal for every month I'd record so we'll see. We'll see how it's doing, how it's going. I'm just going to jump into knitting and crafting and then catch up with personal stuff if I think of anything at the end. Okay, so what have I finished? I have a whole list of finished things because it's, you know, been five plus months. Um, So it was surprising. I had to look on the list of of things I was working on six months ago to remember what I had talked about. Um, so one thing I was working on then was the Cadwin Bloomers, Lee Menzies. It's a six pound sterling. Is that right? Six pound sterling? Nope, it's not. It's a, oh yeah, that's right. It's pounds, not euros. <laughs> I couldn't, I'm like looking at my little hand-drawn symbol and I was like, is that, what is that? A euro? No. Um, six pounds. I used, it's their like little baby bloomers. I knit these for my coworker who had a baby um, a little bit after me. And so it's crazy because that baby's like six months old now. I used Koigu in like a mustard color. That was, I think I got from a swap. They're kind of a fun um, textured mix of like textured and slip stitches and just little, you know, baby bloomers. I really didn't wear, use things like that that often. I mean, it's amazing how many knit items that I have that I really didn't use for the baby, especially living in Southern California. It's like, when am I going to use all these sweaters that I knit her? Like, she wore them a couple times for photos and then never again. But we did wear hats a lot. For a Southern California baby, I just think, 
God, hats. Hats are the way to go. Sweaters, they're so cute, but we really didn't get the use of it. Maybe if we lived in a different part of the world. So that was the Cadwin bloomers. Just as a disclaimer, I probably got the pattern for free and it was just in my library, but it is six pounds if you wanted to purchase it. And then one item, a pattern that kind of got me back into knitting when I was just like tired and not really doing much at all when she was little is the Pasture Pals, Pasture, like a meadow pasture, by Esther Braithwaite. She makes, all of her patterns are kind of a variation on a theme, which is basically like a little tube, a little toy that's basically a tube, and then you later sew a, like a running stitch down halfway for the bottom to make two little legs, and then other little stitches on the sides to make little arms. But you don't have to do any, like, shaping or i-cord or well unless there's accessories and stuff but they're basically just little tubes and then you have to do a fair amount of um embroidery later past pasture seems like a hard word to say pasture pals <laughs> is kind of the ebook name you can purchase them in like pairs too i think like she has one pattern that's just a cow and a horse uh, but I just bought the like ebook or something. Um, so I ended up making almost the entire set of them. Like first I made the cow and I used like leftover fingering weight yarn, just like a lot of stuff that I had in my scraps. And I tried to kind of keep a cohesive color theme. So I started with the cow. Um, he's wearing like little blue jeans and then there's cow. He's white with black blotches like a cow <laughs> classic white and black cow and that was done with duplicate stitch for the black you have a little bit of a head you have to like cinch it up and then you have to make like little horns and then a bandana a little red bandana so they're anthropomorphized because that's the only way i do animals it seems like so the cow was first and then I kind of just had all the stuff out and I was in that weird space of like not knowing what to knit yet, not having any ideas. So then I just kept going. So then I made the sheep. The sheep is wearing overalls and is otherwise plain, just like a head, a little sheepy head. So it's done like in seed stitch or moss stitch or something. And then the third one I made was the pig. That one's all, like... Same as the sheep. It's like wearing overalls. And then I made a rooster. Oh, the rooster is wearing overalls, but it also has like a plaid, red and white plaid shirt on. And then it's a, has a rooster like comb and everything on the top of its head. It's amazing just how much, like the knitting is very straightforward. Um, and then you have to do all this effort of embroidering little eyes on. Um, and then the very last one I made was a horse, even though like Lucas's mom was like, what is this, a hedgehog? <laughs> so, but that one Starling really likes because it has a bunch of like fringe hair on the back of it. That one is wearing jeans, I think. So they all take a lot of work. The cow took the most work, I think, but also it was my first one, but there was a lot of duplicate stitch in that. I will say that the patterns weren't super well tech edited um, or just edited. There's a lot of like little typos. I, you know, it seems clearly that she made one and then just kind of kept 
changing the instructions for each variation, which is fine, except then you got to make sure that the numbers match up. Like, I could tell that she was still using the numbers for the horse when we'd moved to the cow or whatever. And sometimes, like, the chart... I was using the chart for the exact placement for the eyes, and then they just didn't quite look right. And then when I'd look at the picture for finished one, I'd see that the eyes were in a different place than where she put them on the chart. So things like that. Um, you know, I wasn't going to make a stink about it and email her, but maybe I should have because it did affect, it didn't really affect my enjoyment of it, but it affects me just raving about how amazing these patterns are. You know, it's just, but probably for like, let's say $7 for the whole set, maybe it's $11 for all of them. It wasn't too bad. You just have to kind of look ahead or realize that they're not necessarily exactly right. There were a couple in the set that I didn't make. There's a duck and there's a farmer. The farmer I just don't really like the look of. I like the duck, but I wasn't sure how to make the duck using kind of the same color palette as the rest because the other ones all have like the same blue jeans and are all like using just like a set amount of colors. I was going to make them all different and then Lucas kind of encouraged me to have it so that they look kind of on brand. So they're all part all one of one set. I do like the duck, but he's got like just different coloring and I wasn't sure. So that, um, the ebook is called Pasture Pals by Esther Braithwaite. And her, all of her patterns are really cute. She has some free ones if you wanted to try the free ones. There's one that's like a little horse, like, I don't know why I started to say horse, a nurse and doctor. Um, there's just some little ones wearing like little feral sweaters that's free. So you can kind of get an idea if you like them. And then there's just a lot of fun little accessories she's made. The way she's branched out on this one pattern is pretty cool. So that was all of the Pasture Pals. Um, I also made another Pearl Soho garter stitch ear flap hat. And I think I'm done making these. I made one for Lucas a long time ago. I made a tiny baby one for Starling, which she then kind of outgrew. So then I made a hat for me using um, Gnarled Paw DK in the pinky colorway, so kind of a fluorescent pink. Um, Lucas's was Leading Men Fiber Arts in Box Office, which is a DK weight or worsted worsted weight, and Neon Pencil, which is white with um, little neon speckles of pink and yellow. Um, his ended up kind of spiraling in an interesting way, um, so it ended up pooling you know, so it's not just speckles, but it still looked pretty cool. And he just wanted Starling to get a new one because she'd outgrown her old one. And so I've made, oh my gosh, I've made so many of these. So I made one for Starling in I think the child size that's using the rest of that Leading One Fiber Arts neon pencil. But then I ran out at the very top. So then I used some of the pink just to finish out the top. Which I really liked because then it's kind of like she has a combination of our two hats. And we still have not gotten a family photo of all of these hats. And it's not of a bummer, but we're coming into fall or it is fall. So maybe we'll get a picture of us all wearing our hats. And I hope it's the last one. I think I've now made one in almost every size. The Pearl Soho Garter Stitch Ear Flap Hat, which is free pattern on their website linked in Ravelry. All of my knitting is for Starling, it looks like. Oh, no, not quite. All right, so I was going to a birthday party for a two-year-old. 
a couple months ago, a month ago, um, and I wanted to make something for that little baby instead of just buying something for that little kid, I should say. Um, so I ended up using the pattern Love Owls by Susan B. Anderson. This was in a making magazine. Um, oof. It came out in 2020, I think. It's in yellow. It's all yellows. Like, um, I like so many items, and they're all like mustardy yellows. So this was in the Making Magazine, but it's also um, available from Barrett Wool, which is Susan B. Anderson's website and company. Um, it's two different sizes in the booklet, and I did the large size for this little kid, Freddie. Um, so I used Madeline Tosh Merino, Madeline Tosh, Tosh Merino, which is their worsted weight um, singles superwash yarn. I mean, the colorway paper, which is an off-white color. It's kind of exciting because I think I bought this at, at a random stitches, you know, like maybe Pam Powers just had like random things on sale. So it was like probably paid $10 for this skein of yarn. And it was the perfect thing for these little owls. It's mostly knit in that off-white color in stocking knit. And then it's got um, a contrast color um, in French knots all around the face uh, you know, it's yellow in the book, but I used Bumble Birch Forage is, a, I think, a DK weight yarn in cranberry. Um, it's really like a bright, beautiful cranberry pink. I think more pink than cranberry. Magenta. Um, so I did French knots all around the face. And then there's like little ears, like little tassels for ears. And then there's little wings. It's basically a tube, though, but then it's got little wings that come off of it. And then um, I also used some leftover Enzula Cricut DK in a toffee colorway. And this is, like, one of those never-ending balls of yarn. Like, I made a hat, and then I've used the rest of it for just, like, other things on on uh, toys or accessories. It just keeps going. It's very hard to tell in the book for the pattern, but the wings are done in, like, a seed stitch... But then afterwards, you go through and actually run a stitch of a contrast color, like, up and down through the wings to kind of give it an extra little, like, woven um, texture to it. So I used um, this toffee color, so it doesn't stand out so much, but it's got a little bit of a different look on the wings. And then there's actually embroidery on the bottom half of the owl, and you use like French knots and the Lazy Daisy stitch all around the bottom. And I was a little bit worried about the Lazy Daisy stitch and like, like it looks so cool, but I was nervous it would take too long and will I be able to do it right? But it actually was pretty easy to do. It took a little bit of time, but you know, we watched a lot of TV, so it was um, easy to do. Hopefully I like tacked it down enough because like if the kid's playing with it, it really could get pulled out pretty easily probably. It ended up being super cute. It was, I think I used um, rice in the first one. Like I made like a little like mesh bag and put some rice in the bottom to kind of weigh it down because I never have wanted to buy poly pellets. But it does always feel a little like you can feel that rice as you squish it together. Like I just want a little bit of weight without that feeling of texture inside. I thought it turned out really cute. And Lucas was like, can we just give it to Starling? Like they don't even know that you made it. You don't have to give it to them at all. But I gave it to them anyway. <laughs> it 
because of that, when it was almost Starling's birthday, I decided to make her one as well. I was a little bit worried if I had enough yarn, so I ended up making the smaller size owl. And it's just got a little bit of shorter body and like the wings are a little smaller. It's the same stitch count around though, so it's as wide, it's just a little bit shorter. In the book, and probably in the pattern, the shorter owl actually has color work instead of the embroidery, has like color work hearts in the bottom of it. And I think that's really cute, but I just kind of wanted it to be just like the other one. So I did the smaller, you know, the smaller amount of rows, but I just kept it plain and did the lazy, lazy daisy stitches. So mine's basically the large owl, but in small owl form. And it's, yeah, almost identical to the first one I made. And it turns out I had plenty of that yarn left over. So I think I could have made two of the owls out of one skein of the Tosh, Tosh Merino. That's the thing. Like in terms of bang for your buck, these toys, they take a while, but like I got basically two cute stuffed animals out of like ten, $10 skein of yarn. Of course, it didn't make much of a dent in my stash, which is, would have been better. <laughs> So that is the Love Owls pattern by Susan B. Anderson. I'd really recommend it. You know, she's so great too because um, so many other toys that I do, I do like to do toys. If you have to go back and do any embroidery, you just kind of have to eyeball it or guess where to put things. But she always puts, um, she'll like designate a row where you're going to do the wings and then have you do like pearl stitches so you can come back to it and always know it's in the right spot as opposed to like follow the picture and add the wings or counting eight stitches up from here. I mean, it's so key to have those pearl stitches in the pattern. (laughs) So you know where to put all these things. I mean, you know, you could always change it up, but I love having that guide. I, cause I want as much help as I can to make like the details of it look right. So that's love owls. Oh, I did finish something for me. Um, I was making a sweater, or I made a sweater. The pattern is Tin Roof by Yamagara. Um, the pattern was a gift from Yarder Woman probably two years ago, and I just now got to it. It's a side-to-side cropped pullover. It's short sleeve, and I used a Madeleine Tosh Merino Light, which is their fingering weight singles yarn. And this was a little, I had this bag all together. I think I had purchased it over a couple different stores on a yarn crawl. Who knows how many years ago. And so the three colors were Grasshopper, which is a light green, yellow, yellowy green. Um, Nassau, Nassau, can say that word? Nassau blue, which is kind of a vibrant turquoise. And then Robin's Egg, which is a Robin's Egg light blue. And I think I had planned on, like, getting, like, a pink color and making one of those, like, elaborate, like, Kieran Foley shawls. But instead, I just went for this shirt. And I liked that there wasn't that big of a contrast. Like, when I saw the skins together, they're all these, like, blue, green-blue color. And, um, like, it wasn't... So sharp contrast, and I like the idea of kind of doing it all together. Of course, then when I actually started to knit this, I was like, whoa, the contrast is crazy. (laughs) So it's knit side to side, and there's a couple different striping patterns 
um, striping striping suggestions in the pattern, but I did it where it's big color blocks of yarn. So since it's knit side to side, it's like, let's say 30 rows of one color, then 30 rows of the other one, 30 rows. And so it's almost like an uh, umpire shirt. And then you, after you finish that, let's see, yeah, you seam up the sides, pick up stitches all the way around, and then do your third color in purl stitches all the way down from the bottom. So it's still very cropped but you can kind of extend it as long as you want on the bottom with that third color. And it's got a kind of a tight v-neck at the top. That's kind of what makes it feel very, feel very small to me. I'm a little bit nervous about wearing it. It's a v-neck, but it's like really close <laughs> to my neck. And then it's got just like tiny little cap sleeves, like a one inch of cap sleeves. The only thing that makes me nervous is I'm a sweaty person. And so the idea of wearing the sweater, it's going to be all up in my armpit, like full in my armpit. <laughs> And I'll be sweating on it and I'll just get like one use, one wear out of it before I have to like hand wash it. So we'll see. Um, I started out doing, which color? I think I started out doing the green, the robin's egg and the blue striped. The robin's egg and the Nassau blue striped. But it was so, the contrast was so sharp where I was like, I don't want to look like I'm wearing a umpire, a referee jersey. And I was just got a little bit nervous. So I ended up striping the robin's egg and the grasshopper colorways. So that's a little bit less, um, they're very similar, but it was still pretty obvious that they're stripes. I mean, it's not, they're very distinct colors. And then the blue is, is at the bottom. Of course, Madeline Tosh, I did not do any sort of like soak beforehand because I'm, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm lazy, but I just want to get moving on a project. And so I wasn't about to all of a sudden decide I wanted to make this thing and then soak the things in citric acid and then wait for it to dry and then wind them. No, I just went straight into it. But of course, Madeline Tosh, I think is the worst for, for dye, leaking dye bleeding bleeding dye <laughs> so as soon as i put it in water to block it it's like that nassau blue just started like off bleeding off color like immediately so i basically like took it out as soon as possible like i i even used like not warm water at all um even though i do prefer to block in a little bit warm water just to, you know kind of clean it a little bit but screw that. <laughs> I wasn't risking it. So I had a color catcher in there and I basically got it wet, took it out really quickly, and then tried to do some vinegar to set it. I don't know. Basically, I'm living in fear of having to wash this thing in the future. I mean, and yes, it's super washed, but that thing is never going through the washer. So I've finished it. I have not taken, I've not worn it yet, and I have not taken finished photos yet. And it's crazy because these three colors like seemed so out of the box where I was like, what was I doing? These are very like unusual colors. And then I, I picked up my finished sweater and I was wearing a sweater I finished like a couple years ago and they're like the same. <laughs> the other one I was wearing was that, um, the Pangera top, which I did like a aqua and lime green. <laughs> Um, and basically that one's also just like kind of a boxy cropped sweater. And I was like, oh, I basically just remade that same sweater. 
I do really like the pattern. It was really well, it was well written, but I was having some wrist and elbow problems for a while with knitting and actually having this top be something that's knit back and forth. Purling really does kind of hurt my wrists, especially when I'm trying to kind of purl tightly to match my knit gauge. So it would like stop me from knitting sometimes. I'd be like, do I want to pull that thing out? And I'm like, nah, I don't want to risk my, my wrist. So as much as I like the sweater, it kind of took me out of knitting for a little bit. So I was a little bit less than productive for like at least a month. And I kind of blame the sweater. I blame the knitting of the sweater. Nothing to do with the pattern. The pattern was great. Just again, Melinda, thank you so much for the pattern. I really, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. Whew. So 25 minutes later, that's what I finished. And what is my current fix? What am I working on now? I have a pair of socks, plain stockinette socks. I think I talked about this one six months ago. I just needed a pattern, anything to start. And so I picked up a random skein of opal yarn from my stash. And this was the opal four ply in the cake pops colorway, um, which is one I bought when I was in... Tokyo at the Okadawa in Shinjuku. Um, so this was, they had so many different opal sock yarns there that I just like, I was like, I never see opal at my store. So I bought it. And then of course my friend Twee, um, Twisted Stitches podcast, like she had that same colorway and was like knitting with it when I got home. I was like, oh, I guess it is available in the States. So I was using the Addy Turbo Flexi Flips in a size us zero, which are, those are the ones that, um, so instead of using double points, there's three separate needles and they have like a very short cable in between them on each side. So you basically work on two needles at a time and then you have a third one that's knitting off. Um, and because they're flexible, you're supposed to be able to get that, um, circumference, you know, as if you're knitting on one tiny little circular, it took me a little time getting used to it. And I still get a bit of a ladder where they switch. So I don't know. I started with, um, 60 stitches and I knit like four inches or something. This was back, you know, eight months ago or something. And it was like impossible to get my foot in. Like I just kept knitting. And then I realized like, there's no way to get my heel through. So I ripped it back to the ribbing and then I increased to 68 stitches And you know what? It's still pretty tight to get my foot through, but it's close enough. And I didn't want it to be real baggy in the ankle. So I went with 68 stitches. I have no idea how many stitches the inch, but probably nine. And so I've done the leg of one of the feet, and then I just started doing um, a heel flap. It's been a long time, so I've just had to look look up random instructions for the heel flap. So I'm still working on my little slip stitch heel and I'll have to remember how to do the gusset and everything. So that is a pair of plain socks, plain stockinette socks in the opal four ply in the cake pops colorway, which has um, blue and turquoise and orange, but also like a section of like Delft, almost like Delft blue and white fake fair isle. But it's that pink that really is the overall color of that yarn. And I like, I like it a lot. And then another thing I'm working on, almost done with, is a test knit for um, Rabbit Hole Knits. The designer is Sarah Elizabeth Kellner, and I've made quite a few of her 
toys over the years. I made the her otter. I made the reindeer um, a year ago, and I'm a year and a half ago. And then I also made a French bulldog. She does these amazing little like animals, sometimes realistic animals, you know, so not all cutesy animals, not anthropomorphized. And she's doing a book. She's working on a book that's going to come out a year from now. And she's doing it, asked for a test knit in her Ravelry group. And I honestly hadn't been on Ravelry in a very long time. Um, no, that's not true. I hadn't, I wasn't regularly on Ravelry. I still go on quite a bit, but there was something about like course when they did the redesign, um, I was not a fan of it, and I have to admit that I am back on there. A little bit, I found some settings that work better for me, but I was like, also, who am I kidding? I'm not going to never... It's hard for me to just be off of Ravelry. And so I just happened to scroll by um, her forum group where she was looking for test knitters for her book. Um, So I kind of offered to do one, sight unseen. She had like a whole list of like, 20 different patterns and you just had to say like I'll take number six which has these dimensions and so I got the pattern I can't say what it is it's a secret but luckily it's an animal that I do personally really like and so I've been working on that I'm almost I'm basically done I'm using patents patents Peyton's Classic Wool, which is kind of a worsted Aran weight yarn and a dark brown. I'm also using some hand-spun yarn, um, which I think was from um, Moro Fleeceworks, which is the fiber processor that's up in Moro Bay, California. Moro Fleeceworks, they have a pin-drafted roving, a machine that makes pin-drafted roving. Jeez, how many years ago was that? Like 12 years ago or something? I went up there on a little mini road trip by myself. 13 years ago? I don't know. And I had bought some just kind of random roving from her. So I can't remember what it was. It was before I was putting hand spun yarn in Ravelry. I think it's like wool and something like soy silk or ingeo or something weird. Um, but it's, the yarn is also kind of like an Aran weight yarn, which is very unusual for me. That's how I know it's old hand spun, that it's that thick in a brown and kind of amber color. And I liked that for the animal that I'm doing. So even though I didn't use that much for the actual knitting, I thought it was worth breaking into. So that was the perfect color for this animal, this mystery animal. And here's the thing. I can't tell you what it is. I can't show anybody pictures for like a whole year, which is going to be hard. But I just like the idea of participating in this, her book and everything. I mean, I'm just test knitting, so it's not like my picture will be in the book or anything. So um, I've really, she's really generous with her cows and stuff. And yeah, um, it looks pretty good so far, but you know what? I'm so close to being done, but I ran out of polyfill, which I thought would never happen. Of course, the sad thing is now I got to get one of those monster bags of polyfill and then store it in my house or my trunk of my car again until I slowly deplete it. (laughs) So I'd slowly use it over the next three years. I should probably just borrow, like borrow, probably just ask somebody if I can have like a handful of stuffing so I don't have to do that. But there's more toys in my future, so it'll get used. And that is the test for rabbit hole knits. Okay, and there's one other thing I'm working on, but it's kind of like, I'm not quite sure if it's going to take. So this is somewhere in between my current fix and what I'm jonesing for. But I've been jonesing for a two-color shawl. 
in the beginning of the pandemic, Casapinka had done like a something for yarn stores where she was giving away a free copy of her pattern if with the purchase of two skeins of yarn. So it was a really just great thing she was doing for yarn stores to get their businesses up. Business up, sales up, I guess is what I wanted to say. So I ended up buying a pair of sock yarn, um, or two fingering weight skeins from, shoot, I can't remember what store, but it's not local to me, but it's like an Oregon or something. And I just loved the combination of the yarns so much that I had to have it. Um, I think it's like a teal torch knits was one and then like a long dog yarn was the other color, um, in like a magenta. And then the other one's like a light purple speckles. And I just couldn't get over like the picture of these two together. But then, you know, Casapinka's shawl was really cool, but it just quite wasn't quite what I felt like doing. And so I had it in my mind that I really wanted to make um, Cathedral Grove by Romy Hill. And that one is like a lace, an elaborate lace shawl, a big crescent, more than a crescent, like a big round shawl. It's got lace in the middle and then a second color with even more elaborate edging. I think it was one of her mystery shawls. I don't remember what year. And so I started it. I got all ready. And I started working, I think, on the the teal torch knits, that burgundy color. Um, And it was just too variegated. Like, in the skein, it looked perfect. Just like a little bit of variation. But then once I started knitting with it, it was a little more like kettle dyed. And um, it was turning out pretty splotchy. And it was just a little disappointing. Like, it's not the yarn's fault, but I just kind of thought it was a little bit closer to a solid than it actually was once I started knitting with it. And I was thinking about just pushing forward, and then it's like, no. This yarn needs to either be done in, for me, for a garter stitch, or, like, color work, where there are, like, it's not as many large swaths, swaths? Swath, yeah. (laughs) Swaths of color all at once. So I ripped that out. I've been spending a lot of time trying to find the perfect pattern to do this two color, use these two skeins. So what I settled on and what I've started, but I haven't quite, you know, committed to, like I haven't even started my Ravelry page yet for it, is Ephemeris, which is a pattern by Debbie Gerhard. It was in Pom Pom Quarterly issue 23, winter 2017. Uh, There's a lot of things I want to make in that pom-pom. The pattern is available as an individual Ravelry download for $7 or £8. Oh, or for um, £8, $11.57, you can get the entire pom-pom quarterly, the ebook, which has 10 patterns in it. So this is a large shawl. Well, you know, it's just two skeins, but it looks pretty big. It has um, two colors, and it has a lot of, like, mosaic lines and diamonds in it. I'm just hopeful. I have not done the swatching. (laughs) But I think this one will work well, and there's not as many, like, long chunks of just that, that one color. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that Ephemeris will work. I'm a little disappointed just that it wasn't quite what I had imagined the yarn was. Um, That's a problem is, like skeins but once I like wound it up I was like oh this is a little bit more very good than I thought but I think it'll work out I'm excited for it I just wanted to have a shawl on the needles to have something that I didn't have to worry about fit 
and could just go for it. I had been looking forward to the Romy Hill one because I wanted to do lace, but oh well. <laughs> so that was my other current fix, and we'll see. I'll let you know if I'm still working on it next time I talk to you. Other things I'm jonesing for. These are my favorites from the last five months. Um, here's an interesting shawl pattern that's called Stella. And it's by Natalia Moreva. It is a little wild. Like, it's it's a little wacky. <laughs> it came out in March of 2021. Um, it's a large crescent shawl, semicircular shawl. And it's in, like, garter stitch for most of it. And then towards the end, it's got this modular knit border that's all these different stars. You know, so the border will have, like, I don't know, 15 stars across. So I think they're knit from the inside out. Oh, interesting. The star band is worked first, and then the rest of the shawl is knit on from picked up stitches. And then the edge of it has um, like a zigzag ripple edging. It's, yeah, a little crazy, but I just think it's cool. It looks pretty neat. Um, it's just like self-striping yarn. Um, you know, it's not the most sophisticated pattern, but it's like, you know how knitters do. We want all this crazy. We want a challenge. We want um, something insane looking. Or I do. <laughs> I want to make it. Do I want to wear it? Hard to say. Yes, but check it out. It's kind of an interesting interesting pattern. It's $6 Ravel Ravelry download. Stella by Ma Natalia Moreva. Another shawl is number 10 by Lori Versace. And that's a $7 Ravelry download. And I think just somebody, one of my friends, friends in quotes on Ravelry, um, have favorited a specific pa somebody's project and I just like their color combination a lot and I just never paid attention. It's a crescent shaped shawl and it uses Antarja so it's got color blocking but there's only two colors at a time so it's not difficult on Antarja. It's just there, constant Antarja and she, um, it's called number 10 because I think it was her 10 years of designing but then also it uses like 10 colors, like 10 different minis, probably large minis. But yeah, it looks pretty nice. Very colorful. I like the colors that she used in the pattern, but yeah, somebody else did a really cool one that's like black and white on one side, like grays on one side and colors on the other side. Um, but yeah, it's got like bands of color blocking. That's a pretty cool one. $7 Ravelry download. And another shawl is Lily's by Andre. I'm not sure if it's Andre or Andre um, Bedeau. It's a $6 Ravelry download. I knit one of her shawls a couple years ago for the indie designer gift along. And it's pretty cool. She does what she calls um, knitted embroidery. So she'll have like a contrast color that kind of is in blips throughout the, the shawl. So this one kind of uses like a lily of the valley stitch motif. Um, it's in lace weight, but the noops are all worked in a contrast color. Let me see. She says the shawl is an elongated semi-oval shape and is optimized to be knit with lace weight yarn to make it suitable for spring and summer wear. So it's two colors. It uses 12 to 1300 yards of yarn. It's pretty big though. It was like a little bit bigger than I felt like making a shawl out of which is kind of why I didn't immediately buy it. On the edge, it has like a large, like kind of scalloped border with the contrast color. I love her, 
her model of it and I love the concept of this, but I just wasn't prepared to do like a giant lace shawl. So I have not purchased that pattern, but she, I just think is does a lot of interesting things, you know, like another knitter that's just kind of like thinking of new concepts and it's like not always the most straightforward patterns, but really interesting. And if you follow her on Instagram, she takes these really pretty photos of like the moon, <laughs> you know, really good moon photographs. And a couple more, a few more favorites. Um, one is the Amor Propio hat, which I think is self-love in Italian by Carolina Castillo. Um, that's a $3.50 Ravelry download. I'm pretty sure I got it for free though um, at some like some sort of promotion. It's a overall DK colorwork hat. Um, pretty, you know, pretty straightforward. It's a cool looking pattern though. It's got ribbing at the bottom and then just... Um, neat looking. And I, of course I like her color combinations, which probably would suck me in, but then I would feel overwhelmed by the choices, but, um, that's a cute looking hat. A couple random tops. Um, one is the Budlea blouse by retro Claude, which is a free revelry download. Um, it's, it's a lace knit top. It looks like it's crocheted. It kind of looks like filet crochet to me, but it's knit and it's got a bunch of baubles. It's basically just two T-shaped pieces. T, like the letter T. Um, and it only comes in three sizes. Like, um, I think the large is, goes up to 54 inches. So, you know, not like a huge um, size variety. Pretty cool looking. Would I make it in lace weight yarn? I don't know, but I like the look of it. That's the Bud Leia blouse by Retro Claude. And then I also like the Keely Swancho by Tammy Gore. Um, Keely, Kylie, I'm not sure. K I E L Y. Tammy Gore is always knocking out of the park, and I still haven't knit anything by her, so I should make it happen sometime. Um, it's a DK colorwork pullover Swancho, you know, so it's got, it's like a sweater, but it got that elongated yoke, so it kind of the arms start low. And it's got a large kind of pop art looking motif, flowers along the bust. And it kind of reminds me of those like 50s or 60s um, Pyrex baking dishes for some reason. That's an $8 Ravelry download. As I was editing, I realized duh, it's probably named for Orla Keeley, the uh, Irish designer. Yeah, so that's it. That's what I'm jonesing for. I'm sure there are more things that I've like been like staring at on Ravelry, but that's what I can think about, what I can think of at the moment. So yeah, that's, that's the knitting in terms of, um, like, uh, what do I call it? Reups. Yeah. What did I call it? Reups. I've bought very little. In fact, I have some gift cards I need to go out to the, to my local store and use, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't purchased any yarn probably in this whole time. I did end up buying poly pellets though. Is that what I started to say? I bought poly pellets and I used them in the second Love Owls. And um, yeah, I'm glad to have it, but is it worth... It, did it work that much better than rice? Hard to tell, but at least I'm not worried about them like working their way out of the stitches since they're a little bit bigger. So no re-ups. Um, I've been watching a lot. Um, we've been watching a lot of old movies. And oh my God, we started on the Marvel series again. Like, I'm embarrassed because I work, you know, I'm a, I am work in film archiving, 
and I should be watching like classic movies all the time, but instead people say, what have you watched? And I'll be like, well, we started watching the Marvel movies again from start to finish. <laughs> A few things that I did like, let's see, is the um, Val Kilmer documentary, Val. It's on Amazon Prime. It's um, it's about Val Kilmer, like kind of since... He had throat cancer, so he had surgery, and he has, like, a um, kind of a voice box now. And so this is – the documentary uses a lot of footage because he's been shooting um, home videos, home movies since he was a kid and all through his career. So he has a lot of footage just from over the years. Um, And it's, like, a – it's, like, hopeful but also a little bit sad feeling the movie. You know, just because he's getting older and he's having these health challenges. But also, you know, his life – his family and everything is very positive. Um, he's an interesting guy. I'm curious about reading his biography, but I heard it's a little wacky. So that's one thing I'd recommend. Let's see. In terms of other Netflix movies, I would not recommend that Kate Beckinsale Jolt movie. That was not good. <laughs> I mean, we watched the whole thing, but we were like criti- criticizing it the whole time. God, we want to rent Pig. We haven't done it yet. The Nicolas Cage one. So I guess all this to say is I've been watching a lot of things, but we've been watching a lot of, like, comfort shows and movies. Still watching Alone. I know I talked about I Think You Should Leave, which is that show with Tim Robbins, that uh, comedian, and Tim Robinson. They did a second season of I Think You Should Leave, and I still think it's good. (laughs) My sister, at least her husband, would not, would disagree, but I think it's worth it. That's on Netflix. I didn't write any of these things down, so I'm just kind of going off the cuff. Yeah, I feel like mostly I'm like, nah, I didn't like it. No, it's okay. It's weird because we do have a lot of spare time, free time, like at night, but yeah, I am just tired. I've gone back to working full time, which I kind of wish I was working, not working at all. (laughs) But I think that's the same with everybody after the pen, not after, we're still in the pandemic, but everybody, it's like everybody wishes they were retired instead of having to go to work. And I wish I was just at home with um, with Starling, but instead I have to go to work. I'm going into work four days a week, and I work from home one day. And we have, Lucas is currently kind of in, not quite hiatus, but on a break. Um, so he's been doing childcare a bit from home, but we've also been um, having his cousin and his girlfriend are our nannies. So they've been coming like up to four days a week and come and watch Starling and Lucas has been work when he's been working from home. And so that's been really great to have them come to the house, but also like we want them to spend time with, with her anyway, but she's changing so quickly. It's like last week was her one year birthday. We didn't, we didn't have like a big party. We just had like mostly family and a few friends came and just had a little like park birthday picnic down by the beach. I made a, a little cake for her you know i'm still trying to be good about not giving her sugar so it was kind of like a banana bread with you know apple sauce in it or something the recipe was from oh everything oh everything handmade i just googled it it's not a blog i follow or anything and then i use like mascarpone cheese to frost it so she ate a little bit of it and we kept eating it for a few days afterwards but i wouldn't say it was cake we still haven't cracked that seal on her eating sugar I think we let her have part of a corn dog, and that was like the most sugar she's ever had. Is <laughs> in that, um, is in that breading. We're still working on solids because I mean she's a year old, but she's never been 
she's not like an avid eater. So I'm trying to introduce her to new foods, but also trying to avoid, you know, salt and sugar and everything. So that's a little bit, that's the latest baby challenge, you know, after nursing and then sleeping. And now it's food, (laughs) figuring out her proper nutrition. It's a little overwhelming. They have to like be responsible for a whole other person's like everything they eat, (laughs) everything they eat and learn and everything. Actually, I think I hear are about to wake up or waking up. I didn't have all that much else to say, but she's just changing so much every day. And actually, things just seem to have really hit just like warp speed all of a sudden. She's standing up and cruising and like she's taken a step. We ha- we aren't calling it walking yet, but she's done one step while standing before she sits down or in between touching her hand to something else. And she started saying hi and bye, like mimicking us. And she started blowing kisses, which is cute because she's never given us kisses before then. And she's just like really great. We're loving, we're loving it. It's overwhelming and hard, (laughs) but it's been really amazing. And it's time has flown by, of course. But yeah, and I'm so glad I got to catch up with you guys because it's been way too long. I'm going to aim for once a month and see how that goes now that I'm back on doing stuff regularly. And um, you can find the show notes at skeinenable.com. You can find me on Ravelry as no dice. You can find me on Instagram as no dice 11. I do have my profile set to private and it's mostly baby photos now, but if you ask to follow me, I'll approve it. If it's you know obvious that you're a knitting person or something, or at least follow other people that I follow, I'll approve it. I hope you're doing great. I hope you're hanging in there. Um, Stay safe. Get vaccinated. Wear your masks. And I hope to see you in person or at an event or on Ravelry or on Instagram. I hope to see you soon. Thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. This is Jill from the future. I just wanted to say when I was editing, I noticed that my software kind of cut out a bit. So that's where there's a few weird drop-ins. So that's why. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. I go roaming in the gloaming Ever and a day with you Oh, yes, I will I go roaming in the gloaming Ever and a day with you Oh, baby Sit between the stars and say That's my point of view Oh, yes